Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Man, what a morning. I'm doing okay, though. I know. All right, no time in this screw around. Joe and I both have a stacked show um, today to get to you. So uh, let's get right to it, folks. Here's what I want to cover today. Um, There were some just incredible revelations uh, yesterday that came out, both with regard to the investigation into the, the... the Trump spying scandal, what happened to their team. Also, um, there was some very, very cryptic traffic that came out last night about a doxing scandal up on the Hill. Uh, a staffer from Sheila Jackson Lee's office, Democrat senator, uh, excuse me, Democrat congresswoman, um, who released some of the personal information from some of the senators, Mike Lee and others, uh, during the judicial uh, uh, committee's uh, vote for for uh, for uh, Kavanaugh to release from committee. This is a there's more to this story, folks. There's something going on here. And, you know, sometimes there's open questions. I don't have all the answers all the time. Um, I'm digging. I'm digging for you. But I want to throw out to you some that this is, could be a bigger thing than we uh, than I think uh, they're letting on. Huh. All right. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at iTarget. iTarget is the best system out there to pr- improve your proficiency with a firearm. Uh, when I went through law enforcement training uh, three times, I went two times through the police academy as a cadet and then as a police recruit. And in the Secret Service, one of the things they do to teach you how to proficiently use your firearm is they teach you how to dry fire. Uh, dry fire is uh, uh, safely depressing the, uh, the trigger on a safely unloaded weapon. Of course, always make sure, check, check twice, check three times, make sure it's unloaded, point in a safe direction downrange, and you will pull the trigger on a safely unloaded weapon. It allows you to practice your trigger control, your sight alignment, your sight picture, your grip, and allows you to do that without any recoil because it's a safely unloaded weapon. Well... The iTarget Pro system takes that practice to the next level. They will send you a laser round and a target. That laser round will allow you to see where those dry-fired rounds would have gone. Why? Because if it's no round, you have no idea, obviously. The laser will, will, leave in a, will leave a mark on the target, and the target works in conjunction with the phone app. It is the best system out there. People love it. It's, a, it's, it's like a video game trainer for the firearm you have now. No special manipulations to the firearm you have now are necessary. You have a 9mm uh, firearm, they'll send you a 9mm round, you drop it in that safely unloaded weapon, you, uh, you, know, you, you use to put that target up, and you're good to go. This is the best system out there. Competitive shooters dry fire 10 times more than they live fire. It is the best way to practice your proficiency. Go to I, that's the letter I, targetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. You will get 10%. That is 10% off if you use promo code Dan. itargetpro.com. That's a letter I, targetpro.com. Use promo code Dan. You will not be disappointed. The reviews on the product are absolutely terrific. Okay. Um, I, I'm a little uh, overwhelmed today. I have to be candid with you. My wife was just in here. She's like, what are you going to talk about? I said, I don't even know where to start. So um, let, yeah. let's start first with the, obviously, it's updated on what happened with Kavanaugh's uh, and, the, and the doxing incident. Here's what happened. There is a staffer by the name of Jackson Costco who is now being investigated for a doxing incident. For those of you unfamiliar with what doxing is, yeah. doxing with two X, I know you know what it is, Joe, yeah, but uh, even Paula, my, yeah. yeah, my wife was a little surprised. Doxing is the releasing of someone's personal information on a internet platform, social media, Facebook, web pages, Wikipedia, whatever it may be. It's a... Uh, it's disgusting. It happens a lot. Um, unfortunately, it's up there with swatting is two of the most disgusting things the liberals do to us. What is swatting? Swatting is when uh, people call 911 and say, hey, there's a barricaded hostage or whatever in a house of uh, someone they don't like. And what happens? The SWAT team shows up. Folks, 
you know, I, don't, I know you, a lot of you have very busy lives. This is what I do for a living. I'm telling you this stuff. You may say, come on, that doesn't happen. No, 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 it does. Ask a lot of conservative commentators out there. It's happened to them. I think Eric Erickson, uh, who used to write for Red State and now is at CRTV, I think it happened to him not that long ago. This is disgusting stuff. So the allegations are that this guy, Jackson Costco, who worked for, uh, he used to work for Maggie Hassan and apparently worked for some Senate offices as well. This Democratic unpaid intern was working for Sheila Jackson Lee. And the story about how he got caught releasing the personal information, let's be clear what we're talking about in this doxing incident of Mike Lee, Republican senator and others on the Judiciary Committee during the vote there. The story of how he got caught is interesting and, 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 and begs a number of very critical questions, folks. Number mm-hmm. one, how did he get caught? Well, as it turns out, Twitter has a bot running in the background or an algorithm or whatever it may be. I don't know how accurately how to describe it. I'm not necessarily a tech wizard on this, but has a program running in the background that detects changes originating from IP addresses up on Capitol Hill. I guess it's for monitoring political things or breaking news. I, folks, I have to be candid. I'm not really sure. I just know that's how it happened because it's, uh, it's, it's been reported multiple times in various press outlets, and I have articles in the show notes about it. So Twitter has this, this program running in the background to detect changes coming from Capitol Hill. Twitter strictly, strictly forbids doxing. You are not allowed to release the personal addresses or cell phone. For, I mean, Joe, this is obvious. You know, for all our knocks against Twitter, and believe me, they're no mm-hmm. friend to conservatives. This is a smart policy. Mm-hmm. You don't like Joe Armacost. You don't release his cell phone number on Twitter so 10 million people can overload his phone. It's right. just dumb. But, you know, no one's accusing the radical left of being bright. I mean, these people are police state tyrants, and we don't expect them to actually do smart stuff. So... Once this change came from Capitol Hill, Twitter detected it. Now, Twitter flagged it, Joe, because as I just told you, it forbids doxing. And they noticed that the changes were made to what? To the Wikipedia pages of Mike Lee and other Republican centers. And on the Wikipedia page, their home addresses and their phone numbers were included. Now, the phone numbers for one of the other senators, I believe it was Hatch, were not accurate. But the home addresses were real. And I believe the phone number for Mike Lee was real, too. So it was changed on the Wikipedia page. Twitter immediately flagged it and Capitol Hill was notified. Capitol Hill's notified. An investigation starts right away. And Joe, interestingly enough, what we find out if you read some of the charging documents Uh and some of the material surrounding it, this individual, Jackson Costco, was caught on Tuesday night at a computer that was not Sheila Jackson Lee's. Why is that important? Because that's who he was interning for. She's a congresswoman. But it wasn't her computer. Whose computer was it? Folks, why was he charged with seven different charges, including witness tampering? Witness tampering? Yeah. Who was... Wait, I thought we were talking about doxing. We, We are. And I'm... I'm listen, I'm being candid. When I don't know, I don't know. I am... D- feverishly digging to try to get to the bottom of what the hell's going on here. But I don't want to leave this story behind, even if there are open questions, because it's this important right now with regard to the Kavanaugh hearing. Was this an act of pure, unadulterated political coercion and intimidation? Who was he working with? Was this guy working with someone else? Why do I ask that? Because he wasn't at Sheila Jackson Lee's office computers. 
Was he at someone on the Senate side he knew from a different intern opportunity? Where was he? Who gave him access? How much access did he have? Witness tampering. What witness was he tampering with? There weren't that many witnesses up on the Hill. Who were the witnesses, Joe? Mm. Kavanaugh and Blasey Ford. Were they looking up other information too? Were they looking up Kavanaugh's information? What was going on here? Folks, I don't think we've heard the end of this story. Now, I've got a lot to get to. I don't want to dwell on too much. When I don't know, I don't know. And it doesn't make sense to sit here for a half an hour and talk about it. I'm just telling you mm. that expect when I get it, I will put it out to you immediately. I'm working on it. But this is not a simple doxing case. Yes, that's the core of it, that they released information. But I'm telling you, there's something else going on here. There's a burglary charge in there. There's a witness tampering charge, a burglary charge. Did he... A burglary? Was there a... An intrusion into someone's office he shouldn't have been in? Mm, action Jackson. <sighs> he yeah. seems to he seems to think so. Yeah. It's gonna be detained and potentially uh in jail Jackson soon. Your ass is in a sling, Jackson, yes. Mm-hmm. Gonna pretty soon. Yeah. Well, one more interesting note about this. Jackson Costco, who's the uh, who's alleged to have done this. Is a cybersecurity grad student. Oh, oh, oh is he? Oh, oh isn't that special? And he was caught at a computer that he doesn't in an office he doesn't work for. Oh, dude. I'll leave you with this final question. Who else was he potentially working with? Was it some group on the outside? Folks, again, tell me how our government is not a complete swamp of of anti-Trump, deep state insiders. Tell me again how we're all crazy. I want answers to this, and you should too. This is a bigger scenario uh, than just laid out. And he said, even some of the press reports are kind of hinting at some stuff that's going on. Hey, uh, let me just talk again. Again, the article's in the show notes today, Fox News article. It's really good. Uh, It describes some of the open questions I just addressed. There's another article. I, it pains me to put it in the show notes, but I want, I, I, you know, I, leftist leaning outlets like Yahoo News, it kills me to give them clicks. But I think it's important, especially given this pivotal moment, this red line in American history, the Kavanaugh nomination process, that you understand what's going on and you at least get a flavor for what the left is thinking right now. And one of the few ways to do that, sadly, is to put up left leaning outlets and see how they describe what's going on. So there's a Yahoo News article. Give it a shot. Read it. It describes the three scenarios coming up, um, and it describes them from a left-leaning perspective. And I want to lay them out to you because the left is not done. When I say the three scenarios, I'm still talking about the Kavanaugh nomination. Just to be clear, the doxing incident was the exposing of personal information during the Kavanaugh hearing to intimidate people. This is about the three scenarios going forward. Now, where are we at now? Here, (laughs) where are we at? McConnell has scheduled a cloture vote for Friday, a potential final confirmation vote on Saturday, which is, again, I think a brilliant move. Do it on Saturday. Get this thing out during the weekend. Now, I'm telling you, as I've warned you now multiple times on Twitter, this I'm basing on very, very good um, connected information. I don't want to oversell it, but expect, again, unprecedented chaos on Friday and Saturday. Just like I warned you last week about all the stuff that was coming, you can expect more on Friday and Saturday. We could potentially have a Justice Kavanaugh by Monday. I say potentially 
because I have no idea how bad it's going to get this weekend. All I know is that the planning stages for making it really bad are already uh, they're already way downstream. Mm-hmm. So that's where we are. We're looking at a potential Saturday confirmation vote. Here are the three scenarios. We have an upvote. Scenario number one. An upvote, we get 51, maybe 50 plus the vice president. Kavanaugh's Justice Kavanaugh by Monday. Again, expect chaos no matter what. Scenario number two. We already discussed this, so I don't want to dig too deep, but it's in the Yahoo piece, and I want you to read it from their perspective because it's the scenario number three that's interesting. Scenario number two is a downvote. We don't get 50 plus one. And I believe Kavanaugh will then be renominated and it will become an election issue for November. We've already discussed that. I think that is the, uh, if there, God forbid, is a downvote, I believe that would be a brilliant political strategy, which would absolutely bury the Democrats at the polls. I've got some information on that too, how the polls are changing. This was a disastrous overplay by the Democrats. Scenario number three just you know, kind of related to one, but I broke it out because it involves some details here. There's an upvote followed up by immediate calls for Kavanaugh's impeachment. The Democrats make that their election issue. You heard it here, mm-hmm. which we've already talked about, and demands for recusal on just about any case heard in front of Kavanaugh, which would be any case heard at the Supreme Court. Right. Because they'll say what, Joe? They'll say, oh, his angry, fiery speech he gave makes him a partisan actor and he can't rule on union membership or abortion rights or Second Amendment, none of it. He's a partisan actor. There will be calls for recusal on every case. They've done this to Clarence Thomas for years. So scenario three is an upvote and the Democrats then in turn use for the November elections the impeachment of Brett Kavanaugh Along with the impeachment of Donald Trump, it'll be the double eyes. Impeach, impeach, followed by calls for immediate recusal on every case in front of the Supreme Court for Kavanaugh. You may say, what's the good news? There is no good news. We're in a fight. What do you think? There's good news? You're in a street fight. The good news is we win. There's no good news. You're still getting punched. The only question is, what's the less bad news? The less bad news is we exercise, as I've said to you and tried to motivate you over the last few days, Raw political power now. A raw political power. We win elections. We push Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. We win, you lose. Those are the new rules. We're not doing it delicately. We're not trying to be cute and nice about it anymore. It is about raw political power now and your desire to win. Do you want to win or not? No, we don't win at all costs. The left wants to do that. But we win at the cost necessary to still maintain our moral backbone. And whatever we have to do to win in November, we are going to do. Again, I have no good news on scenario three. There will be unending calls for recusal and impeachment. The left never stops. The question is, will you? You don't want to fight and you don't have it in you. That's fine. You're always welcome here, but please back away. Back away from other people and don't. Weakness, I'm sorry, but weakness is contagious. That's why when I train, I train around the monsters in my gym you squat 315 i'm putting on 320 do 320 i'm doing 325 weakness is a virus don't contaminate anybody else this fight is coming this fight is here you got it in you or what i know you do i read your emails folks 
What leads me to believe you do have it in you and you are ready for what's coming. You're in that fire, that steel's getting hardened right now. Is because one, I read your emails, but secondly, I'm looking at the polls. Let me give you some quick updates on how badly this is blowing up in the Democrats' face, folks. North Dakota, Heidi Heidkamp, Democrat in a deep red Trump state. She is the incumbent. She is now down to challenger Kevin Kramer, the Republican, by 12 points. This is a dramatic shift since the Kavanaugh disgrace, which Heidi Heidkamp has been a part of. As I keep saying, North Dakota, your turn. Step up. I know you got it in you. I know you listen. We do sophisticated analytics on this program. I see the bubbles. I know you're there. Step up. Under no circumstances does Heidi Heidkamp get your vote. I can't tell you what to do. You're all responsible adults. I can't envision a circumstance where Heidi Heidkamp gets your vote. She has done nothing but destroy, help destroy this man's life in Kavanaugh. She's finished. Kevin Kramer's your guy. Missouri, Josh Hawley, Claire McCaskill. Hawley's now up eight in the polls. They were dead even, if, and Hawley was down at one point. Claire McCaskill, an incumbent red state Democrat, has been awful on this. Claire McCaskill's been awful on everything. Missouri, you're up. Under no circumstances should Claire McCaskill get your vote, bring 10 friends to the polls. Claire McCaskill's political days thankfully appear numbered. So do Heidi Heidkamp's. They have played a role in this disastrous treatment, disgusting, abhorrent treatment of Brett Kavanaugh. Finally, the enthusiasm gap when people are polled, likely voters. How important is this election to you? The Democrats had a 10-point enthusiasm gap. In other words, 10 percentage points more of Democrats said that this election was more uh, was very important to them than did Republicans. That's down to two. Not only is it down to two, Joseph, it's within the margin of error. You are fired up, folks. I know I don't have to do this anymore, but gosh, I ran myself. I put my butt in this race at one point. I'm not trying to, I don't care about any pats on the back. I'm just saying, this is, these are sacrifices that need to be made right now. It's going to be a little bit painful. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. Go volunteer for a campaign. I, you know, I, I don't think Kevin Kramer, Josh Hawley, they lose to your, did they beat your guy in the primary? This is no time for that. This is, this is time to link shields and move on. Get out there, volunteer, 10, 10, and 10. Bring 10 friends, email 10 friends, call 10 friends, get them to the polls. We have got to win. I was asked uh, uh, again by people, too, to mention one other race. They're right. The Pennsylvania Senate race. With, uh, was it Lou Barletta? Pennsylvania. Trump won that state. Closed the gap. Say, Casey, get him out of there. There's no excuse. Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn. You, she beat your candidate, whatever it may be. You like her, you don't like her. I met her, I like her. You got to vote. I don't care what the, Bre- what is it, Bredesen says? I don't care. He's not a Republican. He is not with you. He will flip on you in a minute. <sighs> All right. I got a ton of spy gates. So folks, and, I, and again, I, 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 the show is so stacked today. I don't even know right. where to go. There was some just, in, where Joe and I were trying to get audio. That's why, um, you're not going to notice it, but we get on the air a little bit later because Joe's good. Let me get this out of the way, and I appreciate your patience. Sponsors want to be here for us. We have a new sponsor, which has really helped me last week, by the way, on a lighter note. Uh, Morning Recovery. This is a really terrific product. Remember a few years ago when you go out at night, you have a few drinks, you could bounce back in the morning like nothing ah. happened? Uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't remember any of that. Yeah, Joe, me and Joe winking. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, those days are over for me. Uh, you got big responsibilities now. 
Well, I just learned about the way to help your body bounce back like the good old days. This is an incredible product. Let me just quickly tell you how the guy, the guy who founded this product spent a lot of time in South Korea. I spent some time over there as well. And it is known for after hours business meetings where people have a few drinks. And he noticed how these guys were getting up in the morning and women, and they were all ready to go, you know? And he's like, man, I feel terrible. What happened? And he, this is a huge business over there. He brought this recovery product, uh, an even better one over here. So check it out. Make morning recovery your new pre-drink routine. Drink one morning recovery before you go to bed to help your body detoxify, rehydrate, and bounce back so you can be your fuller self and do more the next day. My wife and I have date nights on Saturday, which we really enjoy. We're not really, obviously, huge uh, drinkers. I've said that before. But we, you know, we'll take a few. We'll take an Uber out, of course. Always drink responsibly. You all know that. I'm not lecturing anybody. But it helps to wake up the next day because I have jujitsu, and this is what I use, morning recovery, and it's terrific. It's designed by an ex-Tesla engineer and world-class scientist. Morning recovery combines the latest research and best ingredients to boost your liver's natural ability, your liver's natural ability to break down alcohol. The secret is DHM, a plant-based superhero ingredient shown to accelerate the decomposition of toxins in your liver. Plus, it tastes great. With over 1.5 million bottles sold, and if you don't love it, you'll get your money back. You will. It worked terrific for me. I, f- I went to the jujitsu class the next day. No problem. There's no reason not to try it. Go to morningrecoverydrink.com slash Dan for 20% off your entire order. That's morningrecoverydrink.com slash Dan for 20% off your entire order. Get 20% off your entire order on a six-pack, 12-pack, 24-pack, or 84-party pack at morningrecovery.com slash Dan, morningrecovery.com slash Dan. All right. All right. Let's roll into this. Some hardcore stuff. Mark Meadows. Mark Meadows yesterday. Appears on the Hill TV. Mark Meadows is a wonderful Republican congressman from North Carolina. He deserves your support. He was there for me when I needed it. He appears on the Hill TV yesterday. And I'm sorry, Joe and I were yeah. desperately trying to get the audio. Uh, it, I'm just going to read it for you. He drops a nuclear bomb on this Spygate thing that I have uh, suspected for a long time. I just didn't have the number. What was it? Let me quote Mark Meadows. There is a strong suggestion that confidential human sources actually taped members within the Trump campaign. Okay, so like, well, what's, yeah, yeah, but he gives a number, which is fascinating. He indicates, and Joe, listen, Joe and I will try to get this audio for you tomorrow. We'll have it. The, the, well, we'll, we'll get it. It's just, he's been working this, but the way they had it set up is crazy, but he gives a number. Which is fascinating. He says, there may have been up to five people who were recorded. Oh. Really? So my wife was in here this morning. She follows this Spygate case because it's been my life since I wrote the book. The book launches uh, next week, but it's available now on Amazon. You order it, you will get it. Please, please, please go get it. Five people? Who are the five people that may have been spied on and recorded? In conversations, notice he doesn't say intercepts. He says recorded. Intercepts would be emails, recording of phone calls. Recorded, I'm assuming Meadows means, and I think based comfortably on some research we did for the book, that he actually means physical like recordings. Well, digital, but Mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying. Conversations, Joe. Now, let me again say I'm speculating here on who up these five people are, but this begs some very serious questions. Let me give you the lead first. Where are the tapes? Are they exculpatory? And who the hell are those five people? Now, I think we can comfortably assume who three of them are. Papadopoulos is probably one of them. 
Carter Page is likely another one. And Paul Manafort is probably the third. Now, I'm going to give you two alternate scenarios here about who these other people could be. Again, I'm speculating a bit on this, but I'm speculating based on a body of research we've done. One is more likely, one is less likely. Let me give you the, let me give you the more likely scenario first. Both are devastating. The second one is horrifying. Second scenario. Scenario number one is those two additional people could have been Roger Stone and Mike Flynn. Mike Flynn, who, uh, of course, was Trump's national security advisor before he was uh, let go. You, you know, the you know, the allegations mm-hmm. of lying, which I believe are nonsense. Mm-hmm. But was Mike Flynn recorded? Was Mike Flynn recorded in conversations by someone working in collaboration with the United States intelligence community and law enforcement? If Mike Flynn was recorded, what was he recorded saying? Was what he was saying exculpatory? Now, we know he was recorded and unmasked. That we know. We're, we're fully aware of that. In other words, a telephone recording with Kislyak, which, which was the subject of the Mueller investigation where they, uh, they discussed how uh, the, the Russians would vote on an, on an Israel motion at the UN and potential sanctions. That was the subject of Mueller's interview into Flynn. We know that. But are there actual physical recordings? I put that out there because it would fill in a piece of the puzzle a lot of us have been asking for a long time, is why did Mike Flynn become such a target of Bob Mueller? Follow me here. And Joe, if I get confusing, stop me, please. But this would, scenario number one here, I'm going to give you scenario two in a minute, but the Flynn-Stone connection here, but to the recording, not to each other, would make sense. My operating theory the entire time in my book, based on a lot, it's footnoted to death, is that the Mueller probe, again, is a smokescreen to avoid uncovering the real scandal here, which was the spying operation on the Trump team with no evidence to do it. One of the open questions the entire time, Joe, has always been, why the hell did they target Mike Flynn? It made no sense. The FBI acknowledged after interviewing Mike Flynn at the White House, they acknowledged that there were no signs of deception in their interview, yet Bob Mueller doubles down and decides to dedicate the full assets of his team towards prosecuting Mike Flynn for false statements to the FBI that the FBI themselves acknowledged were not deceptive. That it, do you understand? I, I get it how these small details huh. get lost in this big case, but do you understand how that has been a monstrous open question from day one? I mean, gigantic in size. Why would they target Mike Flynn? It made no sense. Meet the Flintstones. Yeah, no. <laughs> you. You. This is where they... There have been a couple of theories on this. The first, which I believe has some merit, it was Flynn's objection to the Iran deal. The Iran deal was the bedrock of the Obama administration's foreign policy. The Iran deal was corrupt from the start. The exchange of cash pallets, uh, the the wiping out of some sanctions on Iran. The uh, the Remember I told you about the John yep. Solomon breaking news, the Uranium yep, yep, One yep. deal, where a FBI informant alleged that the Russians were helping yep. the Iranians build their nuclear program and that the informant in the uranium one deal said this to the fbi and yet they still approved yep. the sale of our uranium yep. what did flynn Ooh. know about the iran deal was he such a threat to the iran deal that flynn had to be taken down by the Mueller team the iran deal was corru- number one corrupt number two was a bedrock of the obama legacy if it was exposed as corrupt 
and the deal was exposed as being awful for the United States, which it was, Flynn was going to be one of the lead targets for them. But was there a secondary benefit? You tracking that? We're good, right, listeners? I believe we are, yeah. Flynn is a target because Flynn did not support the Iran deal. Matter of fact, was a vocal opponent of it. He had to be taken out. He was the former head of the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Mm -hmm. Agency. There is no question Flynn knew stuff. No question. Flynn had to be taken down, and the Mueller team was the perfect vehicle to do it. They were going to charge him with something, anything. Flying to the FBI, they charged him with, even though the FBI didn't think he was deceptive. But secondly, if Flynn is one of those, quote, up to five people who were actually recorded, what's in those tapes? Flynn must know what's in there if he was recorded. Why? Because he was recorded. Was what's in there exculpatory? And when I say exculpatory, meaning was what he was recorded saying an indicator of his innocence, not his guilt? And his innocence in this entire scheme? Therefore, the scandal becomes what, Joe? The scandal, if Flynn is innocent, becomes the recording of Flynn, not Flynn's Mm -hmm. role in a scandal he wasn't a part of. Please tell me you're tracking. We are tracking 100%. We got Flynn, it. Th- Flynn must go away because number right. one, he doesn't support the Iran deal, was vocal against it, and he knows the corruption. Number two, the fact that they tried to record him on tape being corrupt and he wasn't corrupt, the scandal becomes that he was actually recorded when he did nothing wrong. So they got to shut this guy down. It makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense especially in conjunction with the fact that he was already the subject of an unmasking scandal where his phone calls were recorded and he was reverse targeted. Now, the only reason I bring up Stone as being the potential other target here of the recording, remember, just to backtrack a bit, Mm -hmm. Mark Meadows said up to five people were recorded and spied on. We are comfortable with the three. It's probably Manafort, Page, and Papadopoulos. I just Mm -hmm. suggested to you, Flynn, the reason I bring up that it could be Stone, Roger Stone, is because Stone is now a, re- a Mueller has been relentless, a relentlessly going after Stone, relentlessly going after Stone. He has been on Stone for months now, and it would make perfect sense again that if they have recordings of Stone, just like Mueller, uh, excuse me, just like Flynn, Joe, and the recordings are in fact exculpatory. Not an indication of criminal action. The scandal in itself becomes the recordings. The fact that political operatives were recorded by the Obama team. That is the scandal. What better way to shut these guys up than to charge them and throw them in in, in the clink? What better way to do it? That you know they're going to come out and go public at some point. So that's scenario number one. Flynn and Stone. Scenario number two, you know, I, I uh, Paul and I, I can I confer with her a lot before the show, and I'm a little hesitant to put this out there, but I think it's worth taking a risk on, folks, given what we're dealing with here. I'm basing it on information at this point that we've put together for the book. I'm also basing it on another explosive bombshell launched yesterday. That James Baker, former FBI counsel, met up on the Hill 
in a confidential uh, behind closed doors meeting with Hill investigators. This guy was the big lawyer for the FBI during this uh, during this scandal. And according to multiple reports, please, please read the show notes today. This is all in there from the Hill. That's at Bongino.com. Please read them all. He seemed to indicate yesterday, sources indicated that Baker said that they met the FBI attorneys with at least one attorney from Perkins Coie. What the hell? Before the election. So... (laughs) Oh, Joseph, sometimes with these shows, I, I, um, you may be saying, I don't get it. You will. The lead FBI attorney who was intimately involved in the entire investigation spying operation of Donald Trump team. We know this. We know from the text. We know from his position. He was the head general. He was the general counsel for the FBI. The biggest lawyer in the FBI with the most influence, who's deeply embedded in all of this, who's intimately familiar with the Woods procedure for verifying information used to spy in the FISA court. Oh, oh, interesting. Um, He goes up to Capitol Hill and indicates that they met with at least one attorney from Perkins Coie. Perkins Coie was the law firm hired by the Clinton team to hire Fusion GPS to spy on the Trump team. So let me let me wait. Let me get this straight here. The <laughs> FBI is working with a political opposition research law firm for a presidential campaign during a campaign season. Folks, do you understand? Like you may say, "Oh, damn, we already knew that." No, no, no. We never had someone admit to it. I didn't lose you, by the way. I want to get that out there because mm-hmm. scenario two, however strange it may sound. I'm not basing it on pure, unadulterated speculation with no corroborating evidence at all. The head FBI lawyer, according to reports, has now admitted that the FBI, before the election, was meeting with Hillary Clinton's law firm that they hired to go dig up information on Trump. Do you, what, is this Cuba? What the hell is going on here? Now, because you're so read in on this, because you listen to my show, this isn't breaking to you. The breaking news is they now have it on. They now have it on the record. Yeah. There's no defense to this now at all. Now, let's get back to this. Scenario number two about who the heck are these five people who were being spied on and allegedly recorded now by the government and on the Trump team. Could those five people, the two were in question, could one of them be Don Jr.? Folks, I, I, this would be, I, I mean, the, the, I don't even know. I, I'm running out of adjective, really. I hate hyperbolical. I just don't know what to say. I don't. I mean, the, the the mother of all bombs was the was the president's son recorded? It may not be, but who are these five people? Let me propose to you a scenario here. Do you remember the tweet by Donald Trump that started this whole Spygate investigation, Joe? I just found out my wires were tapped in Trump Tower. And everybody said, oh, he's crazy. 
Yeah, yeah. Don Lemon said, we're all dumber for having heard that. Don, we're all dumber for having ever listened to your show if you ever mistakenly came across it on CNN. <laughs> but one thing we figured out about Donald Trump, Joe, he's obviously an emotional guy. Mm-hmm. He obviously cares about his family and he cares about what happened here. Mm-hmm. But he's not dumb. That tweet has never made sense to a lot of people. Now, the tweet, interesting enough to keep talking about my book, but the the reason I bring this up is the tweet actually starts my book because the tweet is what makes all of this happen. Nobody's ever accused Trump of being dumb. I mean, serious people. You know, of course, radical liberals call him whatever they want, but he's not stupid. That tweet went out for a reason. Who was in that meeting? At Trump Tower, when Veselnitskaya, the lawyer, shows up, the meeting that, of course, that everybody knows about, that Veselnitskaya, Renat Akhmetshin, uh, and uh, the, the translator shows up at Trump Tower, the meeting set up by Goldstone to meet with Don Jr., and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the famous alleged we're going to pass information about Hillary stuff, and they show up to talk about Russian adoptions and Magnitsky. In that June meeting at Trump Tower, was someone wearing a wire? would explain who the two other people are. Who would the two other people be? Don Jr. and Jared, his son-in-law. They were in that meeting. Now, so was Manafort. But remember, do the math with me here. Meadows said yesterday there were up to five people who may have been recorded. He didn't say intercepted. He said recorded. Again, my sincere apologies. Remember, we'll get the sound for you. But this is too critical to not talk about because we're missing a soundbite. Yeah, I quoted him before. Those five people of scenario two. And again, I want to be clear. I'm speculating a bit here, but I'm not doing it on the lack of information. And the first chapter of the book explains all of this, how that tweet was not an accident. It would be Page, Papadopoulos, Manafort, Kushner, and Don Jr. If that scenario, if that scenario is true. Now, again, I believe it's more likely that the two people were probably Flynn and Stone based based on the targeting of those individuals by Mueller. You get what I'm saying, Joe? Because I've always, yeah. always asserted and I continue to believe that the Mueller operation is an effort to shut people up. It's an effort to shut up the key players in this who were spied on. Yeah. Who, who's a, now, they, who is Mueller arrested and prosecuted in conjunction with the DOJ? Papadopoulos, Mike Flynn, and he's going after Stone, which would make the spying of them, spying on of them, which is the real scandal, go away quickly if you can shut them up by prosecuting them. I believe that's the more likely scenario. I'm asking you to entertain this second scenario because it makes a world of sense based on the connections of the people in the room with the meeting with Don Jr., Jared Manafort. We have the Trump tweet. You may say, Dan, and fair enough. You may say, fairly enough, that's a loose connection. That's a loose connection saying, hey, the tweet about the why I found out my wires were tapped in Trump Tower. He was talking about a tap, not necessarily recording. It's not just that, folks. The Don Jr. meeting. We now know that Natalia Veselnitskaya, the Russian lawyer who shows up at the meeting alleging to have dirt in Hillary, I believe this was a setup from the start, was working with Fusion GPS on a different case who was hired by who? 
Perkins Coie, who we now know that the general counsel for the FBI has admitted they met with. Tell me you're tracking here. The lawyer that shows up with Don Jr., who I'm telling you may have now been recorded. The lawyer who shows up is working for Fusion GPS. Now, it's a different case, but it's the same company. Fusion GPS is hired by a law firm. We now know met with the lead lawyer from the FBI during the case. Where the hell's Jim Comey right now? Oh, Jim, you didn't know about any of this? Now you see why Jim Comey's become a partisan hack on Twitter? <laughs> this guy's probably crapping his pants right now. You telling me Jim Comey didn't know? Oh, Dan. Uh, Jim Comey's lead lawyer in the FBI, according to multiple reports, has now admitted up on the hill they met with the law firm that hired the people that orchestrated this whole debacle. Folks, was somebody recording Junior? Was somebody recording the president's kid and his son-in-law? We already have another guy in a meeting who's allegedly connected to Russian intel, Akhvinat Akhmetshin, and another translator with a history of working for Hillary's State Department and a publicist in the room who seemingly comes out of nowhere to set this meeting up. I mean, he has connections to the Trump team, but he's never done this before. Why? Folks, who are the plus two? We know the three. Papa D, we know it's Paige, and it's likely Manafort. Are those plus two, God forbid, Don Jr. and Jared? Remember, Trump already knows all this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is looking like the biggest political hit job in American history. I have never in my life seen anything so disgusting. I mean, this is this is the most grotesque abuse of power in, in the history of the United States government. You know, you may say, oh, we had Teapot Dome and all that stuff and Watergate, folks. We've never had the ability given technology, the ability to intercept, record, uh, the, 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 the depth of the deep state bureaucracy. We have never had the ability, the technology or the means to abuse a surveillance dragnet like we do right now. And it's becoming clear as day that the Obama administration had something to do with this. Let me tie that up for you too. Because this gets worse. Before we get to that, let me just uh, again pay for the show. Hey, can I mention one? I'm sorry to take a break here for you, but uh, again, I'm getting a little emotional, and I, I don't want to. I don't want to yell. This is important stuff. Um, I'm having a live signing, folks, on October 9th for my book at 2 p.m. It's a live. It's online. There'll be a link in today's show notes. All you do is click on the link. Um, I'd really be honored if you'd show up. I'm trying to make it special, and I really did this for you. I'm not big on live signings and stuff like that, but a lot of people ask me for signed copies. I deeply appreciate it if you'd show up. We'll put the link in the show notes today. Uh, I will put the link uh, on Bagino.com. It's October 9th at 2 p.m. Eastern. You just click the link. You can ask questions. My wife will be there, my beautiful, lovely wife. Uh, and also, you can enter your phone number, and I'm going to give a few people calls, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk and you know ask me whatever you want. So it'll be really cool. You can submit questions. It's very simple. All you got to do is click on the link, October 9th at 2 p.m., Please buy one of the books. We put a lot of work into it. Um, I, you know, I know it sounds it's not a money thing for me, folks. I'm splitting the proceeds back 15 different ways. It was that important for me to get the book out. But uh, 
I'm, I'm humbly asking you to show up if you wouldn't mind. October 9, 2 p.m. Eastern. Just click the link. It'll be in the show notes today. It is a live signing. I'll be signing books. Submit your questions. I'll sign it right for you right there, and we'll get it out to you. So uh, thanks for doing that. Um, finally, today's show brought to you by We the People Holsters. They're back. Hey, Supreme Court nominee Kavanaugh has been blasted on social media and liberal news outlets. We've seen that. They're afraid of him because gun rights are up on the Supreme Court uh, agenda soon. We all know that. These cases always get out there, and they're terrified the left. Hate to break it to you, but it was Barack Obama who was the best gun salesman in the world because he attacked your gun rights all the time. We the People Holsters make custom-made holsters right here in the USA. They design their own holsters in-house. They don't use any third-party molds. These are the best holsters out there. When they sent me one, I said, bring these guys on board immediately. You can adjust the can. You can adjust the ride in this holster. I mean, for the, for the incredible price right now of just $34, I'll give you a discount in a minute, but you can get the most finest made holsters out there. They measure these things with precision. They are super comfortable. You're not going to be doing the squirm. For those of you who carry, you know what I'm talking about. This is a great holster. Adjust the can, adjust the ride. Their clip is easy, easy to manipulate. There's just four holes on it. You tighten a screw, loosen a screw, uh, adjustable tension. You can't beat it. They have custom printed designs in-house. They have the thin blue line, the thin red line, the Constitution, Camo, and American flag. More coming out each month. Their prices start at just $34 with a lifetime guarantee. Go to wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. That's wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan and you'll get $10 off just $24. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Thanks for supporting our sponsors. Thanks for your patience. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, here's where it gets just unbelievably convoluted and just disturbing. So now we know, according to the FBI general counsel and reports that he had indicated they met with Perkins Coie lawyers before the election, an unprecedented abuse of FBI power to be meeting with a political opposition team. We know who did Mrs. Clinton bring on board. We know this from multiple reports now that's been out there publicly for a long time. Who did Mrs. Clinton bring on board as her lawyer and legal advisor right around the time before she announced she was going to do her presidential campaign? Mark Elias, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Elias, who has worked with Perkins Coie for a very, very long time. What I'm suggesting to you is this plan was set up from the start. Folks, I don't believe this was an operation to just spy on one particular person, Donald Trump. I believe at this point, as I've said to you repeatedly, that there were operations being set up to spy on multiple presidential campaigns, potentially Carson, Ted Cruz, and others. I don't think this just started with Donald Trump. Donald Trump won the nomination and he became the logical target later. But I'm going to walk you through these facts here because this is, this is critical. Around April 25th, right around the time Perkins Coie, act, uh, Perkins Coie activity, April 25th of 2016, starts to heat up. Perkins Coie is uh, is working with the Obama uh, is uh, excuse me is working with the Clinton team and lawyers for Perkins Coie are working with the Clinton team. We know now the FBI met with Perkins Coie right before the election. The FBI general counsel is now apparently admitted to this. Who else gave a massive payment right around the time this started to Perkins Coie? OFA used to be Obama for America. Now it's organizing for America. So let me tie this thing up for you folks in a, in a, in a, in a cute little uh, package here, put a ribbon on top. We now have a suggestion that up to five people were recorded 
recorded by the intelligence community in an effort to examine, investigate, and potentially prosecute the Trump team. We don't know who those two people are, the two extra people. We speculate. Could have been Flynn and Stone, which explains Mueller. Could have also been Don Jr. and Jared in that meeting. In that meeting is a lawyer, is a Russian lawyer who is also working for Fusion GPS on the Prevazon case. That Russian lawyer is working for a company hired by Perkins Coie and paid for by Mrs. Clinton to go dig dirt on Donald Trump. We also know that the law firm that hired the company that hired the Russian lawyer, that law firm received a payment not long before that in April. The meeting happened in June. Received a payment from Obama's former campaign arm. Obama for America was then organizing for America. This was his former campaign arm. It was hundreds of thousands of dollars of a payment made. We also know the Clinton team, before they even announced, hired Mark Elias, who had a history working with Perkins Coie, suggesting that this was not some fly-by-night operation, folks. Now, even more disturbing, Baker, the FBI counsel that apparently went up on the Hill and divulged this information, has said that during the 2016 election season, Joe, that they met with at least one attorney from Perkins Coie, at least. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who are the other ones? Now, let me read to you from John Solomon's piece on the Hill. (laughs) You know what? I'm sorry, before I get that, because I don't want to lose this. I started with the lead first. and the, The great part about starting with the lead is you know where I'm going. But if I don't wrap it up, it kills the point of it. So uh, when we were talking about the, the up to five people who were recorded, question number one was who were the two other people? But I said to you, the two other takeaways and the leads are, where the hell are the tapes? <laughs> if they were recorded, recorded, that means there are tapes. Where are the tapes? And are they exculpatory? Folks, what's on those tapes? How do we know? How does Meadows know that people were actually recorded? Well, he gives a hint in that Hill interview that it's due to the texts. The texts Peter Stroke and Lisa Page and others uh, sent, to, uh, sent to themselves. The text, you know the text. P- Peter Stroke was the lead investigator in the case, mm-hmm. in the Trump case. If anybody knows what's going on, he does. Right. Page was another lawyer for the FBI working on the case, working with Baker. May I suggest to you in those texts, folks, I have this in big, bold letters to remind you, having been a former investigator myself, that there are probably, one, direct references to tapes or some kind of recordings, but secondly, that in some form of email, text, or charging document, there may be direct quotes, direct quotes from people. How would you get those? Joe, how would you get them? I have to listen to you. Now, there's only two ways to listen to you. One, I can have a conversation with Joe. I'm I'm having right now. I can be writing down, Joe, tell me what you ate for dinner last night. Joe Mm -hmm. said he ate shrimp, shrimp cocktail, and foie gras, which he didn't, I assure you. Hmm. What's the other way I can get direct quotes? By recording you talking Mm -hmm. to somebody else. It's obvious. Meadows is not making this up. There are investigators who've looked at these texts who are probably looking at direct quotes. If those are quotes and they weren't talking to Peter Stroke, Joe, obviously, 
Don Jr. wasn't talking to Peter Stroke, either was Mike Flynn, except for the interview later on, that there were probably quotes of conversations Peter Stroke wasn't in on. Are those quotes exculpatory? Are they indications of their innocence? That's the key question. If they are, where are the tapes? Where are the tapes? There better be tapes if there were recordings, because Joe, if there are not tapes and those tapes were used as evidence, do you think, Joe, you were not a federal investigator, correct? No, I wasn't, Dan. Do you think destroying tapes would probably be a big deal? Just a guess. I think destroying tapes would be a bad thing, Dan. Bingo, Joe. You are, dude, the guy's brilliant. He's like uh, Inspector Gadget over there. Thank you, Dan. I used to love that show. Folks, where are the tapes? What do they say? The people who are read in on this, Solomon, Sarah Carter, Meadows and others, you hear them keep indicating Nunes. Remember the Nunes translator? That there's exculpatory evidence out there indicating that the, the Trump team was innocent. That they did not do this, did not collude with the Russians. Now, I've told you what I believe a lot of that is. It's probably in the FBI 302s and the summaries of their their interviews with people, Bruce Orr and others. But folks, I hadn't considered, I have to be candid with you, the possibility that there may be recorded conversations out there that are even more damning. Not for the Trump team, for Obama. The Obama administration may have been spying on their political opposition while the full, whole time having recordings indicating this thing is bull. You get it? Oh, yeah. All right. Let me just read to you from this Sean Solomon piece because this is just terrific. This is in the show notes. Please read this. Quote. It means, this is talking about the James Baker, the lawyer who met, now is is saying that the FBI met with Hillary's, basically Hillary's legal team. I mean, this is just so freaking bad. It means the FBI had good reason to suspect the dossier was connected to the DNC's main law firm and was the product of a Democratic opposition research effort to defeat Trump, yet failed to to disclose that information to the FISA court in October of 2016 when the Bureau applied for a FISA warrant to surveil Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. Folks, this is not a small thing. You and I have known forever the dossier was a political document paid for by Perkins Coie and Fusion GPS by the Hillary team. But now it knows, remember Comey was, Jim Comey in all his interviews during his book thing was like, well, we didn't really know paid for the dossier. The FBI lawyer is saying he met with Perkins Coie. Jim, did you miss this? Do you understand how this refutes every main player in this scandal's fundamental defense? I don't know. (laughs) Really? Really, you're an unfortunate victim. And then as a listener to the show, the fact that you already know everything because we exposed it six months ago. The point now is not to repeat to you that this was a political hit job. The point is to repeat to you that the people who've been denying it's a political hit job have nowhere to go anymore. The FBI lawyers just admitted they met with Perkins Coie. How did you not know that the dossier was paid for? How about that? How about that? Moving, uh, moving on to, 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 from the same piece in the Hill. This is a bombshell that unequivocally shows the real collusion was between the FBI and Donald Trump's opposition, the DNC, Hillary, 
and a Trump-hating British intel officer to hijack the election, rather than some conspiracy between Putin and Trump, a knowledgeable source told John Solomon. Baker was interviewed by lawmakers behind closed doors on Wednesday. Sources declined to divulge his testimony, other than to say, other than to say it confirmed other evidence about the contact between the Perkins Coie law firm and the FBI. Folks, I'm not trying to bore you to death here with this stuff. I'm just trying to get out to you. They are running out. You have to be able to debate your Looney Tunes liberal friends to shift the public opinion from the media-driven narrative that Russian collusion is about Trump. Russian collusion is real, but it's about the Hillary team. The evidence is now overwhelming. Jim Comey's denials, because now where they're going to move, watch, watch this, watch the lift and shift. The media is going to move in the next few weeks or days to a, well, you know, all right, the dossier, once the documents are declassified, the dossier was the was the main uh, vehicle used to spy on the Trump team. And yes, it wasn't verified. But the FBI didn't know. Why? Because that detaches them from Obama. It was Obama's DOJ running this thing. Right, 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 right. Do you understand how this Solomon piece completely annihilates that line of thinking? It was Obama's campaign arm that paid the law firm that was meeting with the FBI. They were meeting with the FBI. That completely isolated. They have nowhere to go. Jim Comey is not telling the truth. You're telling me his lead lawyer was hiding this meeting from him? This is insane. Please, please read the piece. All right, folks, I got to roll, but I want to leave you with one final guy. Listeners sent me an email this morning and, you know, I read a lot of them, but this was really important and I agree with him and I'm going to bring this up. He said, Dan, you know, with everything going on with Brett Kavanaugh and this character assassination, this, this ruthless, disgusting uh, nonsense that's happening to him right now. He said, you know, it's probably a good time. You have a, I have a lot of younger listeners to remind them nothing's fair anymore kids i'm sorry i don't mean that you better understand now everything you do from 13 on probably before 13 given the ruthlessness of the liberals in the media every single thing you do when you read a lot of you are really smart you're going to reach positions of prominence later in life some of you are going to be ceos high-powered lawyers doctors maybe politicians maybe leaders of federal agencies cops whatever it may be everything you do will be the subject of ruthless character assassination once you're outed as a conservative. I'm not trying to scare you, but it was a great email. And you know what? This is my public service announcement for the day. Everything you post on social media, every picture you have drinking, I have a, you know, I, 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 I mean, we were kids. We took pictures all the time at house parties. Everything, everything is going to be subject if once you reach that position of prominence later in life to a character assassination effort. I'm just warning you now, with facial recognition technology, bar cameras, and other stuff in the future, folks, I'm telling you, if, if, if you're listening and you're, you're 13 or older, you better be damn careful what you put on social media, on Instagram, who you, you, you party with, how you party, making mistakes, any of this stuff, none of it's going to be forgiven. Kavanaugh, what happened to him has opened up a Pandora's box of stupidity that will never be closed. Democrats, liberals, and their media buddies have now figured out that they can go back to high school and destroy someone's reputation for the rest of their lives. 
I'm telling you, be careful on your Snapchat. Be careful on your Instagram. Be careful on your Facebook. Be careful. This, by the way, this goes for adults, too. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not lecturing anyone, but I, this is going to be ruthless in the future. You are crazy putting anything out there on social media that makes you look even mildly foolish. You're nuts because it's all going to be out there in the future. The minute you get appointed to a corporate board and someone finds out you're a conservative. We have crossed the Rubicon of stupid. No turning back. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in again. Please join that live signing on October 9th next week. That's my book launch. Please pick up the book today. Spygate's available on Amazon. They put a lot of work into it. All this will make sense once you get through it. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'll see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.